Our reading this morning is from Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 1, verses 15 to 20. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Thank you, Ian, very much indeed. Uh, Just one or two things very quickly before I speak this morning. There are plenty more of these invites for special Christmas services next Sunday morning and then uh, uh, the following weekend, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, all four services detailed here. So there are lots of these. Please do use these as invites to other people. If you want to take two, three, four, that's fine. There are plenty in the front here. There are some in the entrance at the Stratford Road end. There are some on the tables and uh, by the hatch in the hub. So lots of these for you to use. Uh, Please do make really good use of them. We'll obviously distribute them also on Saturday outside uh, Asda and on Sunday next week when we're carol singing. And and if we need more, we can get them very quickly. So that's uh, a very good resource. Please do make the best use of them. And thank you to those who've already signed up for next Saturday. That's great and very encouraging to know that we have uh, at least a core group at uh, 1 o'clock and at 3 o'clock to sing. It'd be great to have some more people. So please do come if you can. Sign up if you know that you can come, and that is obviously a help for us in preparation. Uh, Otherwise, just turn up. And we expect to be outside the British Legion on Saturday at 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock. Uh, the whole, the exact arrangements of the Christmas uh, market in Parkgate is uh, still in process, but uh, that's where the area that we expect to be allocated to us. Look out for the blue gazebo, and uh, we'll put some Christmassy banners around, and Kairos folks will be there with aprons and so on. And uh, just come and join in, and make a joyful noise, and let's uh, create a really good presence in that community on Saturday. So lots of things to look forward to, and uh, we're really excited about this time. Now, the title of what I'm going to say in my sermon is going to be very short this morning because we've added uh, some extra elements, especially in the preparation of communion that Richard is going to lead for us. But uh, just as a preparation for that, a few words about Jesus before and after Christmas. If you Google the words before and after, then images that usually come up are of contrasts. There's a person perhaps before and after makeup, or before and after a significant weight loss, or before and after plastic surgery, or maybe a contrast in a garden, before and after a makeover or in a house, a room, before and after decorating, a classic car, before and after restoration. They're contrast images, aren't they? Before and after. 
But I'm going to use before and after Christmas in a slightly different way this morning. Not so much to highlight the difference as to see the continuity. Because many people think of the life of Jesus as starting at Christmas and finishing at Easter. The before and after that I would like to focus on this morning is the before Christmas and the after Easter so that we get the whole picture about Jesus. Who is Reuben? Well, we know a little bit more about Reuben now. Who is Jesus? We need to know a lot more about Jesus. A few weeks ago, we had a deacon's reflective evening, and we took this passage in Colossians chapter 1, read through it very slowly, verse by verse, and shared those thoughts that we had about what these words were actually saying about Jesus and about life. And a lot of what is here speaks of Jesus before Christmas and after Easter. I spoke about it on a Sunday evening in September when we were beginning to go through the book of Colossians. So all I want to do this morning is simply to reinforce that message now with a few words that link especially to Christmas, but look at the before and the after. So Jesus before Christmas. Jesus before Christmas. Where was he? Where did his life begin? Did it begin at the manger in Bethlehem? The time when the angel spoke to Mary in Nazareth? No, we have to go back so much earlier. Colossians 1 and verse 15, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. And John chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And both these passages give the idea that there was an internal being through whom everything was created, distinct from God, and yet at the same time, fully God himself. This is Jesus before Christmas. In the creation story, we read, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Who was the our in that creation story? Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, after the likeness of father and son. Is that the Father and the Son together saying that they will create human life in their image? In the call of Isaiah, the voice of the Lord said, Whom shall I send? And who will go for me? No, it doesn't say that. Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Someone else was there. Many other instances in the Old Testament where God was made known in a person other than himself. And that is Jesus. And back in Colossians, in him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. The Jesus who existed before Christmas was deeply involved in the creation of all things, which includes what we can see and what we cannot see, the invisible elements of creation the thrones, powers, and authorities, the forces which influence the direction of life. Everything has a purpose. All things were created through him and for him. This is huge. This is mind-blowing. 
that Jesus had such a significant role in the setting up of the whole world and the creation of life. And then that Jesus, before Christmas, became a human being. Wow. Dwelt among us. Literally tabernacled among us in the language of John chapter 1. That just as the Old Testament tabernacle and later the temple became, as it were, visual representations of the presence of God, Jesus, in his human form, was the perfect representation of the presence of God. Remarkably in human life. Remember the prayer of Solomon at the dedication of the temple in 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 18. Where Solomon just sort of begins to think and inquire within his prayer. Will God indeed dwell with man on earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. How much less this house that I have built. Solomon knew that the temple was totally inadequate to contain almighty God. And yet somehow this amazing Almighty God was contained in Jesus himself. That's what's so amazing about Christmas. That the eternal Christ, the word who was in the beginning, the one through whom everything was made, somehow this amazing, divine, eternal being became human. Somehow. He's being all-powerful and all-present everywhere at once. Somehow he took the form of a fragile baby, born of the Virgin Mary in a cattle shed in Bethlehem. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. That is the most incredible, outrageous action of God. That's the before. What about the after? Let's skip a few years. We'll come back to them a little bit more as we prepare for communion. But let's jump on a little bit. Because as well as a Jesus before Christmas, there's a Jesus after Easter, which is also in these opening words in Colossians. And the after story is amazing as the before story. Colossians 1 seems to sort of skip the earthly life of Jesus a bit the cross and the resurrection, and jumps on to the after story and says in verse 18, he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from among the dead. There are so many aspects of church life which make church different from other institutions or organizations, but nothing is more incredible than this that Jesus is in charge. We stand under a higher authority. And he is head of the body, the church, because he is the firstborn from among the dead. It's very interesting in this passage in Colossians that there's a repetition of the word firstborn. That in the earlier words, Jesus was described as the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. That was the before. 
where Jesus was the firstborn over all creation. He came to life before anyone else. And through him, everything else was made. The firstborn of all creation. And now he's described as the firstborn from among the dead. The firstborn of the resurrection. The one who initiates life in the beginning also initiates life beyond the grave. This is a mind-blowing picture of Jesus. And because he rose first from the dead, he ascended to heaven and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. He is the head of the body, the church. And these words in Colossians go on to say he is supreme over all. There is no institution, no person, no power, no authority, absolutely nothing which is more significant than Jesus Christ. That is why Paul can write in Romans chapter 8 that I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. How amazing is that? This is the Jesus before and after. This is the person who we are getting to know. This is the person in whom we believe. And because of what happened within the Christmas and Easter stories, this is the person on whom our faith depends. And that's what we're coming to particularly as we move on towards communion. And Richard will fill in the gap that I have left of the Jesus of Christmas and Easter.